Hey everybody, welcome to episode 31 of the Royals FC show. We have some major announcements for you all. Um, so first and foremost, we have moved our domain um, away from the RSL show. We didn't get in a fight or anything. It's not to rebrand. Um, that way, the um, the two streams don't conflate. So now you can find us at soundcloud.com slash URFC show. Yes. Um, that'll, yeah, I know. We have our own domain. It feels so Ooh. cool. I guess that counts as a domain. I don't know. Yeah, kind of. I don't know. Internet turns. Is is that a domain? Yeah. A web page? Yeah, I mean, it's a subdomain. It's still soundcloud.com yeah. is the main domain. But we mean, yeah, we're, okay. we're a separate stream now. I was just looking at the like, – I've got the page up right now. And I like, I like how we've got – there's a link to our email right there. There's a link to our Twitter right there as well. So, mm-hmm. like, uh, it, it helps us in terms of people listening to the show also now have the access to communicate with us right there kind of integrated into it so yeah this is a good thing like it's cool that we finally got big enough uh, with our following that uh, people really want to be able to see our stream and not scroll through um certainly you know the the royals or the sorry the rsl show was a bit more prolific than we were at first and so our episodes are mingled in with theirs and this just makes it really easy to see you know if you're listening to their show they've got all their stuff together you're listening to our show it's it's really clear to follow the stream now, and it's it's just all Royals content, which looks fantastic. I like the little fix they did, too, to just kind of, like, retweet, in a sense, everything of ours onto our page. Oh, I did that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, that yeah. that works in the absence of being able to straight upload all the files. Like, now it just streams all the way down our stuff. So, that I mean, that looks really cool. I like it. Check it out, yeah. everybody. It's like this is our work. We only um, have we only on the, we only have four followers on there, so get on it, people. Yeah, yeah, we definitely don't want the numbers to drop because that would be a bummer. Mm, such a bummer. So be sure to always tell all your friends and mm-hmm. such. Um, on the note of fan interaction, uh. So we have a really cool thing coming up to keep your eye out. So we crafted some player awards that we want listeners to vote on. There will be a Google form going out pretty soon. Uh, We want to hear your thoughts on like everything from who was the MVP to who had the better flop to who's the best (laughs) dancer to who is most likely to be a vegan and a bunch of other stuff. Like we, we really just want to get that feedback from you and have a fun interaction. And then, I mean, we don't, we, we don't have a revenue stream, so we're not going to get like trophies and give them to the players, but we'll let the players know that they're winning awards from the show. Of so course. that'd be cool. That'd be the c- yeah, career highlight for, sure. for many of them. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Ryan. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, so those are two big things to keep an eye on out, an eye out for. All right. So getting into the more serious slash sad slash <laughs> depressive part of the podcast. We didn't introduce ourselves, guys. Nobody knows oh, we're here. Oh, we didn't. They didn't. know us. They're following our <laughs> SoundCloud stream. They don't even know who we are. 
We're just people. I hope they know us. Uh, okay. If you don't know us by now, you should. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, another thing I forgot to mention on the last podcast is, so we've had some people come up and say hi to us at games. Like, keep them coming. Mm-hmm. Especially this this last game. Like, we really want to see you guys. So come say hi to us if you see us. Feel free to introduce yourself because um, it's really awesome to interact with people who think that we are smarter than we really are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> at least that's how I feel about myself. For sure. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not that smart, but yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Now into the depressive phase of uh, the show. All, all right. right. So here's the bottom line. Chicago has two games left. We have one game left. Sky Blue has the advantage over Royals on points. Uh, you, Sky meant, Blue. You, you meant Chicago. Did I? Oh, sorry. Did Sky, I say Sky, Sky Blue? Blue has no advantage over us in points. Oh, man, y'all. And I was just talking about how I was energized <laughs> and, and so ready smart. For the show. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And now oh, man. I'm making a train wreck of it. It's all good. Um. So, anyways, the gist is. That Sky Blue needs to beat Chicago, and then the Royals need to beat Chicago. Draws won't cut it. A draw between Sky Blue and Chicago will automatically qualify Chicago for the playoffs, um, making the last game kind of mute. So we need to rely on a team to win a game that hasn't won a single game this year. But it's their last game. If they were to ever to, yeah, if they were ever to do it, now would be the time. And on that note, that if that was to happen, then um, the Royals are going to owe Sky Blue, like, a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. sure. Like, yeah. Like, maybe buy them robes. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, um, yeah, we're definitely uh, any Royals FC fan is definitely a, a huge Sky Blue supporter this week because uh, we we needed them to do kind of the unthinkable. Sad as it is to say, I mean, gosh, you know, I mean Sam Kerr. And, uh, there's there's so many storylines to that game because Chicago, you know, they get the win, they make the playoffs. That's Sam playing against her old team again. Um, or still her current team, if you ask. Oh, I don't remember which, like, major. I think it was, like, the FIFA, um, the Women's World Cup Twitter feed was like, oh, watch Sky Blue forward uh, Sam Kerr score these two goals for her team this week. Completely missing the fact that she's on Chicago now. So, you know. <laughs> um, and somebody said. Oh, um, boy. And somebody was like, can you imagine somebody, you know saying that Luis Suarez was on the, you know, not on Barcelona or, you know, like that just wouldn't happen to a, to a still the disparity between the men's and women's game still that they don't even, you know, didn't proofread where she plays before they sent that out. But sorry, side tangent, but yeah, just like go sky blue, like just drop like a couple of hat tricks and then another brace and like Carly Lloyd will just go nuts. And I don't know. I want that last game here in Utah to really mean something and, and be for that playoff spot. So best of luck to the ladies from New Jersey, for sure. Yeah. I mean, 
I think, though, that it'll still mean something even if Sky Blue don't win or, you know, don't get a draw. Um, but, I mean, I think that... I don't know, it's weird. I mean, I've always loved soccer. I've always loved sports. But it's something about Utah Royals FC, and maybe it's doing the podcast, maybe it's um, getting more involved in Soapbox, that, like, this has been the best year for sports, honestly. I think just the amount of involvement that we've had with the team, it's really just, like, lifted that passion in caring and, like... I don't know. It's just, it's really kind of a sentimental experience. I feel. Yeah. Um, even if we don't, I mean, even if we don't make the playoffs, like this is still an incredibly successful year an incredibly important year in a year and an experience that I will cherish for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I mean, you know, um, I mean, it's a small table, but if, if the Royals end up in the middle of the table uh, with, you know, with playoffs being just a four team thing and, you know, of course you want to make it, but I mean, gosh, you know, it's, yeah, it's still hasn't been a terrible season for them, um, you know, and it, and it gives them opportunities to look forward and say, you know, who, who's going to stay, who's going to leave, who, you know, how does the team move forward and, and, and get and improve year to year? That's what you want to see. And um, it just kind of, you know, as much as we'd all like to make the playoffs this year and, and hopefully that can still happen, you know, then if we if they don't, then that just sets us up for next season to see if they make that step up and get excited about the possibility of of improving and and, and just moving forward. So, yeah. And I and. Considering everything that happened, um, and and I guess you could kind of compare it to North Carolina, you know, when they moved down from Western New York Flash, is that, um, you know, they had a lot of the same players. But, you know, this was like a championship-winning team um, with the same coach, whereas Kansas City, I mean, this was a lot of the players that moved, I mean, half of them moved down and form, were part of the Royals. But... It was a whole new system, new coach. Um, so even considering, you know, if they don't make it into the playoffs, um, it was still an exciting year just to see everything that was accomplished and just kind of even setting the tone for, um, you know, the future of the NWSL and what it could look like of, like, owners who are actually committed and passionate about a team and it's not just a side thing, you know. So that was really cool to see from that perspective. And even just um, the community embracing the Royals. And um, so, yeah, there's a good chance they're not going to make the playoffs. But I think the storylines, there could be so many storylines built off of that. Obviously, you want to, you know, win championships, be successful. Um, but it's kind of already kind of setting the roadmap for next year and, you know, Laura Harvey is going to have a little bit more of um, an opportunity to build a team and she knows what worked, what didn't work. Um, maybe even saying, you know, goodbye to some players and adding. Um, so, yeah, that's my thought that regardless if they don't make it, I think it's 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 been a fun year and a very it's just it's been fun to follow the Royals and cover them. And um, yeah. That's my thought on that. 
It's been amazing. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, but I think you're right. I I mean, obviously we see turnover this offseason, but I think that Laura Harvey is really going to have a chance to craft. And not that she doesn't want or like the team that she has now, but, you know, she still inherited a team. You know, she hasn't really had a chance to make a lot of the major moves that she's wanted to. And so... I mean, it makes me sad to see, but I think, I mean, well, I don't think, I know we'll be saying goodbye to some players for sure. Yeah. You know, one of the, on that note, you know, one of the really interesting things about NWSL, at least as far as I know and and what it seems like is, I don't, I don't really think these players have multi-year contracts at, at this point. So, you know, as much as you hate to see that idea of that they go into each offseason really kind of unsure about where they might end up and they they probably, you know, there are some players who, yeah, we're coming back and the others don't have that same kind of stability of knowing that they have a contract for, for multiple seasons. But then that, I mean, that affords the team so much flexibility, though, to to look at, you know, there's there's just this huge free agent market every year, essentially. So they can make... All, all these all these deals with each other and and you know trade each other's players rights and then and then bring them on and there aren't the costs associated with that that the men's teams have to worry about yet so yeah it'll be really interesting to see you know how how they take what they have and turn it into you know you know wherever Laura thinks she wants to make a change and have other people in positions to uh, to challenge for spots and and make game day decisions difficult for her uh, you know it'll be it'll be nice for them i think agreed agreed um so the season isn't over yet but it definitely doesn't look good that is for sure um Okay, so moving on to are we are we good to move on? I, actually, I'd like to interject, and I'm gonna. I I don't want either of you to have any sort of medical complications from what I'm about to say. Oh but dear. I'm gonna I'm gonna interject some Premier League uh, talk here, um, and I know coming from me, right? But like Virgil, man, Crystal Palace in tenth place right now, and ahead of Manchester United. I mean, I know I, I know three games out of thirty-eight is not defining by any means, but like I just I just pulled that up just to like oh, I wonder how everybody's doing right now in that league, and that was that was kind of cool to see Tottenham up there in second, looking good. Yeah, Jose is gonna get sacked. Right. Oh, he right. Is. For sure, that was pretty yeah. good. He um, yeah, and uh, I mean. You know, one week into Bundesliga, Bayern's in second, so they got some work to do. Yeah, one weekend, on goal, yeah, one on, weekend in second on goal differential, but that's okay. Yeah, that's fair. They still won Saturday, which is all I need. Yeah, you know, I tried to watch the Bundesliga this weekend, and I was just like, I don't know, I don't know what it is. What game? I just can't, I just can't get into it. What game? Uh, Dor- you wa- Dortmund. Wait, you watched that game and didn't get into it, <laughs> so. It was the second half. I, I oh. missed the first half. So okay, because I, I missed mean, all the goals. Cause, yeah, because if you go back and watch the um, um, Mahood and uh, and Witzel, the goals they scored, like 
holy cow, that was unbelievable for for two debut players for that team um, to score the way they did. Like that was that was really cool. For, I I love like outside of the fact that they're Bayern's big rival and usually one of their main threats um, as 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 much as there is one for the league championship. Like I love Dortmund as a club and and their fan base. So I I don't hate it when they do well as long as Bayern still wins in the end. So like <laughs> I was watching that and just going, "Oh, good for them, you know, to have an awesome first game like that." And uh and and then plus since, you know, since they've got an American who's one of our awesome future talents for our national team, um makes Dortmund even more fun to watch. So Yeah. yeah. Super cool game for them, but uh hopefully Bayern puts the pressure on and yeah, uh, gets back into first. You know, it's it, it's interesting you brought up the Bundesliga because um, Feyenoord actually traded uh, a player to Mainz today. Oh, so I may I don't know, John Paul Boetius. So I don't know. Maybe I'll watch a few more Bundesliga games. Maybe not. Probably not. But maybe. Yeah, Mainz isn't the best team to watch, but yeah, for sure. So NWSL. (laughs) Okay, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. Let's um, let's move on with our sorry, y'all. Regular Bundesliga Royals FC show. Sorry. Don't you want to talk about Syria, Cindy? No. 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 Only (laughs) only English Premier League. And today, today, yeah. And today was a great great day. If if you're a Tottenham supporter, crushing Man U. Yay. Yes. Yes. That was so we, great. We, so we great. Can, we can discuss, um, like, if we we're going to talk Serie A, that's fine, <laughs> as long as we don't mention Juventus at all. Oh, right, like, right. And then I'm cool with it. Oh, they're totally going <laughs> to win oh, Champions right, League. because Satan plays for Yes, he does. <laughs> the dark lord of soccer yeah. himself. <laughs> they're totally going to win Champions like, League. Remember I, this. I Remember oh, this. right. Remember this. Right, I, I mean, weep for Gigi Buffon. <laughs> right, oh, Aww. that's so unfair and so unfair. I mean, see, and like, and like, Juventus also has um, Douglas Costa, who played for Bayern for a couple of seasons. So I'm just like, um, and and Medi Benatia, who was a former Bayern player. Like, they, they've had a lot of guys go down there, and um, and then the irony of that is that they, you know, Bayern used to have Arturo Vidal, who used to play there. There's like, there's this weird Juventus Bayern connection that. I don't know. Big clubs to big clubs to big clubs. Pretty much, yeah. Because because Vidal left Bayern to go to Barcelona. So yeah, <laughs> when you're that good, I guess you anyway, just hop to whatever the... awesome team you want. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So um, yeah. yeah. So what's what's on our uh, actual like topic next? Um. So World Cup qualifying. Yeah. Is right around the corner. Um. So obviously the U- US US women's national team has both the games are against Chile, right? Mhm. Yeah, they're friendlies. Uh, yeah, um with Megan Rapino taking up an injury, Amy Rodriguez got called into the squad, Woo-hoo! which is exciting cuz I s- agree wholeheartedly with the tweet that Cindy made a while back that she thinks Amy is going to is getting phased out of the national team, yeah. which you can kind of see yeah. given the last, the last break. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think, and from what I've heard is that, every, um, you know, because she came back from maternity leave, she kind of had to be given that, you know, they can't just like 
<laughs> phase her out, you know. Um, I mean, it happened with Sydney LaRue, um, mm-hmm. and she's now faced out of the um, national team. And I think, sadly, it is going to happen to Amy Rodriguez, which is kind of a bummer. But that's just the Joe Ellis way. You know, the funny thing about that is, though, is that, like, I don't think, like, with LaRue, I think you can see, even in her league play, like, you can see the drop-off in her in her ability and and what she's capable of doing to where, like, I don't miss her as part of the national team conversation right now. I don't think Amy is, is you know, I mean, she may not have had the best season this year, but still... Like, I, I think she's still capable, even oh, if it's like totally. as a substitute to come in and like spark the end of the game or something. You need somebody with that that scores mentality to get on the end of a ball and, and make something happen against a tired defense. I would still use her if I were the, on you know, the national team. So it, it is it's a little awkward that they're kind of stepping around her right now. But yeah, like like she's you, such like a you say, that's too. Uh-huh. like you like you say, that's that's our coach right now. So. Oh, well, um, so that's coming up. Uh, Press, O'Hara, and Sauerbrunn also all got called into camp. Um, and none of them will miss the game, the final game, will they? No. Mm, no, nobody should be missing games. They'll be well okay. done with that by the time we get to this yeah otherwise i would riot we all would riot <laughs> riot and literally since that at was the where riot. we'll be yeah <laughs> riot at the riot ha 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 um <gasps> what do you mean but yeah, yeah. things have got to change there mm-hmm. sorry cindy i cut you off no you're good you're good i don't remember oh. what i was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> um so There are some very, very exciting games coming up for our European players. Every uh, Royals player in Europe, so Elise Dorsness, although uh, we'll talk about that later. We'll we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to Norway. Um, Scotland and Iceland are all in pretty good positions to at least make a uh playoff game or a play in game to the world cup which is exciting with iceland currently having the best shot so at norway so we'll talk about elise torsen a little bit um we don't exactly know what's happening there um very high chance that she has been loaned out to continue to do her rehab in Iceland. Mm. We will n- not see her back by the Chicago game. It's so weird. We haven't heard anything from the club. Yeah. It's super odd. It's super odd. Like is she on like alone. Is she, I know she went for national team, but it's like, what is the deal? And we don't know. So yeah. Yeah. It's really weird. Um, but I don't know. I kind of get the feeling that she won't be back. Period. She was she was a bust, wasn't she? I don't know. I don't think she played enough to be considered a bust. True. True. But I guess maybe awkward, she just though. didn't win it in practice. But yeah. Um. So, anyways, though, I mean, still hope that she 
and her Norwegian team do well and get into the World Cup because that's awesome for them. So, um, currently they are second in the group to the Netherlands, who have an advantage of four four points. So they're 15, Netherlands are 19. But they also have a game in hand, and the Netherlands only have one qualifier to play, um, whereas Norway has two. And they have opportunity opportunity for catch up playing games against both or catch up considering that they play against the Netherlands and they also play against Slovakia. Um, if they win both those games, then they will actually qualify outright. Indeed. If the, yeah, so that's exciting. But they got to beat the Dutch, and the Dutch are pretty good. It's true. Not being biased at all. No, of course not. Um, <laughs> they really are, though. They've got so many good players. Yeah. I wish we would recruit there. Man, oh, we yeah. Or scout there. Yeah. Oh, man, I'd take that job in a heartbeat. What, um, oh, what, women's soccer scout? Yeah. Just, well, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I'll like, volunteer to fly all Dutch over Europe and roles? watch women's soccer, sure. Oh, yeah. I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Scotland is second in the group and honestly, their last game was beyond phenomenal. We talked a little bit about it on Twitter. It never really got into the show cause I, I think we just forgot to mention it, but anyways, so Scotland was down, uh, by two goals, That's right. two, uh, two goals to nothing. And they scored three goals in the final 13 minutes to keep their chances alive. Um, so they play Switzerland and Albania. Uh, a win against Switzerland would draw them even on points with um, with Switzerland. I'm pretty sure. Um, yes. And then uh, they would, would just need to get some kind of result against Albania. Um, and then some luck in another game to automatically get in. But they are at least guaranteed a chance to have a play-in game, which is pretty cool. What helps them is that Switzerland's last game is uh, at Poland. Yes. And, and Poland was the team that, they made that, that Scotland made that comeback against. So that won't be an easy match for the Swiss girls at all. So, yeah, if they can pull a big win over the Swiss... Uh, in this next game and then and they're hosting it's in scotland so i mean total advantage to rachel corsi and her and her teammates to control their fate and and get that automatic spot versus going to the playoff group Mm. yeah i don't really sure i'm so bad with this paying attention to world cup qualifiers especially the european ones because i'm like ah it doesn't matter to me which is really dumb I know, but I'm like, I just care if the U.S. makes it or Canada. I kind of like Canada. I don't know. Oh, Canada. And obviously Mexico, but Mexico's women's team is not that good at all. They aren't? I thought Mm. they were. No, they are. They're not great. They're so bad. But But I think it's changing, especially with like them having a women's league down there. Right, which is so big. It is. It's, it's kind of crazy, which is kind of cool, yeah. especially because, you know, Mexico has this whole, you know, if playing soccer, if you're a woman, playing soccer in Mexico is kind of like looked down upon. 
but right. you know it's changing, which is really cool. Um, and hopefully that'll help their national team because, um, I mean, like a lot of them are are based off. I mean, they're American players, but they have you know the Mexican background because of their parents, and so they're able to play for um, the national team. Like um, Katie Johnson from Sky Blue FC, um, and mm. so oh, yeah. yeah, and Sofia Huerta used to play for the Mexican national team until she switched to play for the U.S. because that's who she wanted to play for. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a lot of the players are U.S.-based, but the problem is is they don't spend enough time together, um, and they don't, you know. I think the reason why the U.S. is so successful is because they play a lot of games together. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's insane how how many times a year they play. I mean... I feel like a month ago they were just playing. They were actually. I don't feel it is a fact. They were. They were, they were just playing in a tournament of nations, and now they're playing a friendly against Chile. And you're like, it's so dumb because they just played, but it actually does help them because it builds chemistry. It helps them. Um, and I don't see a lot of the national teams that do this, and that's hopefully maybe where they need to catch up a bit. Yeah, for sure. Uh, side note to that too is, I mean, I also think that going back to the Mexico thing a little bit is that women around the world don't have the equal opportunity to play that men do in so many or in in so many countries, and I think that that's also very reflective as to why, um, you know, it's the U.S. and European countries and Japan. Um, you know, countries who, when you look at social and political factors, um, uh, promote and value women's rights right. compared to other places. Right. So true. Um, so that's another interesting dynamic. Yeah. Um, all right. Do you have anything on that, Ryan? No. No? Okay, cool. We'll move on to Iceland. So... This is what I'm most excited about, especially after talking to Gunny about it. Iceland. So worst case scenario, they're second in the group and have to play in. But most likely, so they have two games. They have a game against Germany and then the Czech Republic. They are currently ahead of the German women's national team, which is one of the best in the world. Iceland country of 300,000 people. That's awesome. If they beat Germany, Gunny and company will qualify outright to their first ever World Mm. Cup. Fantastic. (gasps) Yeah, that's pretty baller. And I mean, I love, I, I, everybody knows I love Germany and all things German soccer, but like that would be fantastic. Cause, cause I think the Germans, even if they have to, if they have to go through the, the second phase in that, in that play in round, they'll, they'll find a way to win and qualify anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, or like huge shock if they don't, uh, but, but for Iceland, like, you know, to, to, to get that win and, and just be guaranteed to go to France next summer versus, oh no, do we have to play our way into this, um, would be so huge. And 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 it's been such a feel good story for the men's team and all the support that they got during the during the Euros and then during the World Cup and like like let's just keep the Iceland train rolling for you know it, it's so cool um, and 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 then now that we have a connection to her here in Utah that we 
know a player and and want to see her have success on the world stage i would i would love to see them get that win against germany and and just knock it out of the park yeah i am 100% in the same boat really really pulling for that and hoping for that um anyway so yeah all three royals are in a pretty solid position to make the World Cup, which is pretty freaking awesome to think that we could have maximum of, as the roster stands currently, potentially seven players playing in a World Cup. That's outrageous. Um, anyways, that's that's all I got. That's, that's true. Got? Um, yeah. Well, um, Twitter questions. Oh yeah, I put it out. No one asked questions. Really but, but, people, there, but there was there was stuff. Was there? There were some responses to that one. What are, wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta. There was something I know I saw somebody wrote, and I was like, oh, I will talk about that when we do the show, like for sure. Let me, let me grab. The notification. Oh wait, no, we do, we do, and I just didn't see this. Yeah, come on, I'm man. No, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get it together, gal. We we, we really want fan interaction. No, we're good. We don't have anything to. <laughs> 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 oh boy. Uh, because we we did get the specific like what because the team asked this on their Twitter feed and then they asked somebody asked us like what is our favorite moment out of the season. Yeah, that's so athlete far. burner account. So, um, I think for me, and I said this to the team too, um, you know, they, the, the team posted it in reference to the clip of, of Brittany Ratcliffe's game winner in North Carolina, which is a pretty standout moment from the season, like to give them their still only loss of the season. And, and in such dramatic fashion, that was pretty great. Um, for me, um, things that I'll always remember, uh, first home game. Well, back that up even three minutes into the first game in team history, Gunny scoring a goal. Um, fantastic moment. Um, but first home game being there for that, that was, that was way cool. And, and then the first home win, uh, oh, yeah. because we had to, we had to wait a while and, and watch some, some, you know, some disappointing moments go by before they got us a win. And that was just, you know, that led into Gunny doing the clap with everybody and like so much coolness came from that. So that's kind of my my highlights personally. Favorite moment of the season, you said? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think it was um, when Amy Rodriguez scored the goal, her first goal after, you know, a year. Um, you know, obviously... Um, she scored a goal last season in 2017 after a returning from maternity leave. And then she got injured, tore her ACL. And then she went down and then she came back, worked her way back. And then just her scoring. And I, and it, cause I was sitting right on the field and um, just watching that goal and just that celebration of her pumping, you know, just her fist in the air of like, I'm back. I made it. All the hard hard work, all the dedication, you know, ACL injuries, man, they're tough. And just to see that celebration of how much it meant um, 
was my favorite moment because you could just you could just feel the passion she still has for the game um, to be able to come back. You know, this is like her third comeback. You know, two maternity leaves and then a crazy ACL injury. Um, that was really cool. It's a good one. Yeah, I agree with that. There's so many good ones. You know, I think the home goal, Amy Rodriguez's home goal is really cool. I think that her being subbed on in the first home game and just sort of the vibe at the stadium, especially when that happened, was really cool. Uh, That's definitely a top moment for me. Um, I really liked, um, in terms of fan moments, the minute of silence for Lola Ponce's brother. Mm. I thought that was really awesome. Mm. You're, you're um, welcome. welcome. No, <laughs> yeah, it was it was slightly my idea. It it was your idea. It was your idea, not slightly. <laughs> no, no, I was I was trying a, a really poor attempt at some modesty. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're you're so welcome. Oh man. Um, yeah, that was a cool moment. Um. The Brittany Ratcliffe goal, both the Brittany Ratcliffe mm. goals were pretty awesome. The slaughtering of Sky Blue and Katie Stengel jumping into the throne. Mm. Um, Rachel Corsi's saves. Oh, so good. The Becky Sauerbrunn getting hit in the face. <laughs> not that that was a positive moment. Handball. You know, it's not a positive moment, but it's a, it's a memorable moment. That's for sure. Uh, like you said, Gunny's first goal three minutes in, and she hasn't scored since. Yeah, she hasn't. Wow. Uh, um, Diana Matheson had a really good goal. Sorry, I'm just naming everything that comes to mind right now. The whole season, just everything I happened. mean, really, honestly. <laughs> Um, you know, Becca Morris's flop. Mm. <laughs> that, that was, was good. That was fantastic. And I, I know that. It. Yeah, that was, there's just so many awesome moments. I've loved this year so much. It's been amazing. Yep, for sure. And it's the, been even better to you know share it with some awesome people. Yeah. I think for me, I think the only the only thing that can top anything we've mentioned so far is hopefully. I mean, I I really want that job I interviewed. I still haven't heard yet about that one way or the other. And and if I get it and it starts in time, like I might miss meet the team night because that's on a Thursday night and I'd be at oh. work. And so like I'm I'm freaking out about that kind of but if if I do get to go to meet the team night and I get to have Mandy Laddish sign my jersey that has her name and number on the back of it that might become my top all-time moment. <laughs> yeah, man. Maybe, maybe maybe if I if I can't make it to that since that's a couple days before that Chicago game like I will find out where to come find her at the stadium and and go get her to sign that because yeah. I can't or tweet her. Yeah. Cause I can't like, if she doesn't play for the team for some odd reason next year, like I can't have that. So I'll figure yeah. it out. Why is Mandy your favorite player? If yeah. I I've always wondered that. Mandy, too. like I, I, so I had to, like, I, I guess I didn't have to, but I wanted to, when, once I found out we had a team, I wanted to find out, 
you know, I wanted to know who the players were. We were making assumptions a lot at that point that we would get a good portion of the of the Kansas City roster. We didn't know how many, though. Um, so I just started looking at players, and then I went and pulled up highlights and looked at old videos and, um, you know, just watched the way she plays. And and she's the she's a midfielder. She plays like the midfielders that I like um, on on just about any team that I that I really enjoy watching. Um, you know, she was part of the championships back in Kansas City, and just I like her. I'm I'm sad that we haven't gotten to see her play because of her injury, and I hope she I hope she gets a chance to recover from that and get back on the field because she's still plenty young enough that there's a you know a good number of years ahead of her in her career if she can just get her hip to cooperate um kind of similar to what alex arlett's going through with her knee and all the stuff she's had to deal with and you know she should be playing right now but uh, so thinking positive thoughts about healthy soccer players and hope, hoping they get back on the field although i think as long as becca's here mandy will probably be here yeah, in in one way or another, they're they're pretty close friends. It's hard to see them getting separated. Yeah, is that all we got so, today? Yeah. Wow, well, this has been a very short podcast. Same, the same guy also asked um, if the Royals don't make the playoffs, who are you guys uh, hoping wins the the championship? Seattle Rain. Just because Ooh, oh. oh okay, Vladko and the Nazi. Just kidding. You guys can you can say whatever you want. The, okay. <laughs> um would you rather it be Portland? Well no, but I'll, okay. I'll get to mine in a minute. <laughs> um I really just because um Vladko and the whole KC connection he has and he's just such a player's coach. Um and you can even ask the Utah Royal players who played for Vladko, they'll have nothing but great things to say about him and um you know that's just the coach that um everyone loves um and he's just he's just great and yeah so that would be my top choice and then after that chicago if just because sam kerr i am what you would call a closet sam kerr fangirl fan <laughs> that's yeah, um, I I would go like to me. There's still that like, and I know that's maybe not fair to um, these these women's teams, but like from RSL and from other sports in general, like Seattle and Portland are not good places for me. So I'm I'm looking at like I mean I wouldn't care if North Carolina won, but it doesn't mean anything to me. But kind of like with what you just said too, like. With Sam Kerr being on on Chicago, yeah, um, she's just so good, and like you just get that feeling that that she, you know, she's in a situation now where she's got that that possibility to go out and win and add that to her ever growing impressive list of things that she does. Um, so I would I would love to see that if the Royals the Royals can't make it, um, you know, Chicago would be a good choice for me. Yeah, um, you know, I really don't, I, I, I really don't know as to who I'd root for. I just want to see some good games. 
Um, maybe North Carolina, because I feel like they're really deserving of it, especially after um, you know winning the Shield last year and not not winning it that time around. So I'd like to see them do the double. I think that'd be cool, but I'm not particularly inclined in any one direction strongly. I'll say this. If it came down to um, anybody or Portland, like even if it's Seattle and Portland, and like that would be just so delicious on top of it all. Like <laughs> Portland, Portland is so smug about their two stars and we're so awesome and we're the best women's soccer team on the planet thing. Like if the rain beat them in their stadium for it, oh, that would be great. So just, yeah, and anybody that isn't Portland is pretty much who I'm going for, but mostly Chicago. <laughs> For show, oh. what you got? I already went. Yeah. Oh, you did? He did. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He gave this vague answer about just like, oh, somebody. No, just kidding. Oh. <laughs> it's it's I cool. Just, I, I just want to see good football, honestly. Yeah. I yeah. guess. Uh, you <sighs> know what? I think, I think what we need to hope for, like all things considered, if if the results coming up don't go the Royals' way and Chicago secures their playoff spot uh, before we even get the chance to play them, then we just need to, in that last game against them, um, we owe them for the two losses we have against them already this year. We've got to we got to get a, we got to beat them, and if we're gonna beat them, then we might as well do it in the same style that the other two RSL family teams just won this last weekend, like. Five oh, nothing yeah. or something, just just slaughter them and send them into the playoffs on that. Yeah, but we got you one time. There you go. Um, uh, but to to make another point though about the Red Stars and um, the reason that the that the athlete burner account brought it up was Brooke Elby. Um, you know, if nothing else, our we still love our our former player, and it'd be cool to see her win. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. I guess that's so. a good point. Yeah. But yeah, but but not after we not we after we beat them though. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Bye weeks, man. <laughs> Bye, I know. Yeah, it's I rough. Know. I mean, um, yeah. Thanks a lot, weird NAS NWSL schedule for leaving us with nothing to say. <laughs> oh, it's so weird. It's get, so bizarre. Get at least one more team for next season so this doesn't happen again. For real. Yes, hopefully. We need a balanced schedule. Although we do have the Abby Smith interview coming out oh, yeah. this <laughs> week, next week, the, right, Cindy? The, yeah, the that's three, the goal. <laughs> four-month-old oh, Abby man. Smith interview. Oh, Abby uh, how many Smith. months old is it? Okay, I did that interview in June, guys. I am okay, such yeah. a right. failure. Okay. So record, no one be super... Sorry, go ahead. For the record, I'm probably one of the biggest procrastinators you will meet, you would think, after, <laughs> you know, college would have taught me something. It didn't. No. Working in the professional world would have taught me something. It didn't. No. <laughs> well, so, like, this, but, but, I mean, you make it to professional sporting events and get credentials to be on the field taking photos all over the country, like 
you can't do that and procrastinate. So you, I have so many photos to edit. It's so bad. Oh man. <laughs> okay. I'm, so there's uh, the other yeah. side of that. She takes all these pictures, but who will never see them. <laughs> oh my gosh. I am like the worst. I am sorry, Abby Smith. I'd love chatting with you. You're so great. Yes. It will be coming up before the season's over. Has she contacted you and been like, where's the interview? <laughs> no, that'd be hilarious, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did. I, I do remember having to, um, with Taylor Lido and um, Kendall Johnson, I had to apologize. But, I don't know, maybe I'll do the same with Abby and be like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it was we should find out what Kendall Johnson is up to these days. I feel like she's back in oh. Portland. Yeah, but I mean, she was she's been going through that, all that recovery from her from her concussion and stuff. I'd be curious to find out how that's going for her. I haven't seen her post anything on social media in mm-hmm. a while, or getting any of her um, stories about Arrow Living. She used to update that like weekly, and haven't heard anything. Mm-hmm. Hmm, interesting. Should probably maybe send a yeah. Hmm. Well, anyways, thanks for listening to the Royals FC show. I, I can do this, right? Yeah. Are we good? We're good, yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's going to come out really awkward. But <laughs> I just started that and then asked that question. <laughs> so, okay. Anyways, everyone, thanks for listening to the Royals FC show. 